At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Blitzing here on a Friday as we get ready for Stillers Ravens on Sunday night, New Year's Day. For you, uh, you know, for you younger crowd out there, right, Motesy? Um, I guess the flex is probably a really good thing because, you know, the younger crowd, they're going to go out on Saturday. They're going to live it up. They're going to have themselves a good time. And then you can you can rest. You can nurse off uh, maybe any of those beverages that you consumed on Saturday night, take an afternoon nap. And what's, then Steelers what's, what's, what's the younger crowd? I was just asking for – yeah, I'm trying to figure that out, man. Hey, it's just a state of mind. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Cool. Just making sure. You, having a, you having a little fun Saturday night? Well, no, I was just trying to figure out what crowd you were speaking on, man. When you say younger, I'm like, man, are we talking younger than 80, younger than 50, younger than 30, younger than 20, younger than 50? Where, where we at? You know, I, I wanted you to put a date, put stamp it. Since you since you missed the age guy over here, stamp that thing, player. Young I, enough to still oh, enjoy yourself, oh, oh, but old uh, enough to party. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Stop trying to cover people's age, man. Just let them live. I uh, may or may not have been making some... New Year's Eve plans exactly. for Baltimore. Hey, for where? Oh, what? What? Making some New Year's Eve oh, plans right. for Baltimore. Where'd you from? Baltimore. What? Baltimore. Baltimore? What's that? Look, it doesn't really matter, all right? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Just have me a tea. Just have me a TV with the college football playoffs on and the West Virginia hoops on, and I'm good to go. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time, baby. One time every week that is always a good time is about this time on Friday. How many times can I say time? There's a knock at the door. It's the Department of Redundancy Department. 
One of the best things we do here on this show, this time about every Friday during the Stillers regular season, it's a simple little concept called Five Star Friday. Professor Motes, with his keen football eye and experience, he tells us the five matchups that you got to keep an eye on. Whoever has more success in these matchups is going to have the best chance to win the game on Friday. These are the uh, good-on-good matchups that will determine the outcome of Pittsburgh and Baltimore. It's a little thing we call Five Star Friday. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. Five-star Friday. Matchup number one. Well, let's start this thing off the right way, man, because I got to talk about the Steelers front seven on defense versus that Ravens rushing attack. You know that attack that tuned us up to the tune of about 200 plus on the Grizz now. Mm, that one, you know yeah. that group, that one that did it even without a Lamar Jackson? Yeah, 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 we talking about them. But the interesting thing is this, man. When I go back and I watch that tape, it was, you know, Baltimore definitely did some good things execution-wise, but there was still a lot of self-inflicted things that we don't in the front seven. And the thing that we have to make sure that we're buttoned up on is being gap sound. I feel like if this team is gap sound in the front seven defensively, they will be able to minimize and ultimately keep that Ravens rushing attack at bay. But it's got to be gap sound. I think the physicality is there, but if you're gap sound versus this unit, you can minimize them. But that is ultimately how they have a lot of success with that running game, and that is partly by design as well. I concur. That was obviously a huge part of why the Ravens were able to have success in Pittsburgh three weeks ago. Let's get that one moving in the right direction this we week. We keep it moving. We keep it moving. We keep it. We keep it. We keep it moving. Arthur Motes, you're only as good as your last performance. Let's go put in a shift against that Ravens uh, run game. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like fifth gear. Like okay, pedal okay. to the metal. Tokyo Drift yeah. Fast and the Furious one Formula. Formula. Five-star Friday. Matchup number two. Okay, okay, okay. Well, Mr. 3-9 just had an interception last week, and we know the big step is trying to continue on with that trajectory of splash, splash, splash. What better way to bring in the new year than with some splash, right? And, um, you know, we're talking about him versus Tyler Huntley. Minka Fitzpatrick and Tyler Huntley, because Tyler has been doing a really good job of protecting the ball. But when you watch him, he is very loose with that ball. When you watch him put the ball in the air, everything screams interception. Except the fact that nobody has really capitalized on it, and partly because of the play-action pass and how good it has been. But if things hold true with what I'm predicting run game-wise, that play-action pass will not be as prolific as it has been for them. Ultimately, putting Tyler Huntley in a little bit more of a compromising position because he does stare down Mark Andrews when he is dropping that to pass, and that is where Minka Fitzpatrick, I anticipate him capitalizing on the situation. So I got to give me a turnover, and I need that interception, Minka, but you got to force it because Huntley doesn't turn the ball over, but that's not because he's just super talented and protected with the ball. Some of it has been luck, but a lot of it has just been by scheme when he's throwing that ball to protect himself. So, we're going to have to get after that. So one time for me, Mika, one time. Motsi, that's determined a lot of games this season for mm-hmm. the Steelers. I mean, there is almost a direct correlation to they win the turnover battle, they win the game. They lose the turnover yep. battle, they lose the game. We saw that on Christmas Eve against Vegas, right? You were plus two in the turnover battle with Viva three. Las Vegas. A hunk of hunk of burning love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were 
three interceptions. Yeah, K- KP threw the one, but you took three away from Derek Carr, so you're plus two in that category. Baltimore, Trubisky with the three interceptions really hurt you, uh, right? We can go back to some of these games earlier in the season that we talk about, uh, like the Jets and New England game. Uh, there's There's been a, a correlation here of you win the turnover battle, you have a good chance to win the game, happen in Indy, happen in Carolina, happen in Atlanta. Let's make it happen again this weekend in Baltimore. And that's going to be, I think, that, that's a that's a really good one for you on your list, too, because the Ravens with Tyler Huntley, they're saying the same thing. They're having the same conversation. Absolutely. Take care of the football. Our defense is going to make enough plays. We're going to be able to run. We'll yep. be able to win this game. Just take care of the football. No question. That's what they're saying, but that's not going to happen, and so you know what time it is. I like how you said, too, that's why Minka has to take it away. Mm-hmm. They ain't just going to They ain't giving it away. To. Nah. Mm-mm. Ain't going to be a Derek Carr. Got to get it the poo shiesty way. Put the mask on him one time. The ski mask way. Mm-hmm. Five Star Friday, matchup number three. Ooh, now now I'm having a little fun here because shout out to all my Craig Wolfleys, all my flat forehead society guys, you know, all my interior offensive linemen. I'm talking about y'all this week, man. And I'm looking specifically at James Daniels, Mason Cole, and Kevin Dotson versus the big nasty nose tackle, the rookie out of UConn, Travis Jones. He nice, nice. Yes, he is. And he is a big reason why their run defense is good. He reestablishes the line of scrimmage. Um, He wins a lot of the time. He's really fundamentally sound. And that was one of the things that even when I was reviewing him versus Jordan Davis coming out of college, one of the things that would make Travis Jones a little bit more appealing was the play-in and play-out consistency, whereas we know the knock on Jordan Davis was he wasn't going to play as much. Mm -hmm. Two-down guy. Yeah, with Travis, man, he is a a really complete guy. He's just young. That's it, man. But I think that, you know, you got to be buttoned up versus him. Now, our guys are more than capable of handling a player like him, but you have to have your A game on and be locked in, snapping and snap out because it's a heavy-handed, big-body guy that can move in the interior part of that D-line. But if we're able to minimize his impact in terms of the running game, him reestablishing the line of scrimmage, I think that helps us extremely well. In terms of us being able to run the ball, because you look at the tape last time we played them, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen weren't touched. They were coming downhill free. It was just, you know, master running back in the gap mm-hmm. because of the guys like Travis and Calais Campbell up front. But that is where we can't allow that to happen this week. So that way those LBs aren't free to just scrape and fill. Yeah, they had uh, way too much freedom a couple yeah, weeks absolutely. ago. They weren't touched. Stadium. Yeah. They were free willy. Mm-hmm. That's how free they were. As, as an LB, you love to see that. As a uh, defender or a person that's watching, like, hold on, man. Or if I'm an offense player. I don't want to see that. As a defender, do you love that? Like, you want to play behind that. As part of the linebacker core. Yeah, you want to play behind that. You love to see that. Yeah. But when it happens, when the Baltimore Ravens are doing it to the Pittsburgh Steelers, you hate to see it. I said, you want the flip, you know, you want the flip script. Watching Baltimore. The script flipped. Baltimore, their setup is like the watered down of the Eagles D-line. Think about how the Eagles, like, they win so much up front, cool, but their, L- their LBs are a little bit lighter, right? They're not as dynamic as Queen and Smith, but they're heavy, heavy in the front. Baltimore, they got their talent at the LB spot, mm-hmm. but they got still a little bit watered-down version of that. But you can see the dynamic of how they make it work, both of those teams, because that type of stuff right there, man. No, that's you know what, that's a good that's yeah. a good analogy. That's a good parallel. You're absolutely right. It feels like the Ravens always have Hall of Fame level linebackers. Uh-huh. And pretty good defensive linemen. Correct. The Eagles always have <laughs> Hall of Fame level yes. defensive linemen and pretty good linebackers. <laughs> it's like, as, as long as you got that dynamic in some form, you're fine. We even have, when we're healthy, we have that. Our money is where? In our front seven, our D-line. You got TJ, you got Cam, you got Larry, Yogan, Joby. Those are where the money is, right? Mm-hmm. Then 
we got really good inside linebackers, right? You talk about Miles Jack. We paid him nicely. Then you talk Devin Bush. You talk Spillane. So you could just see, like, what we're even trying to do to follow in that same type of pathway, man. Yeah. <sighs> That's funny. My One of my favorite <laughs> statistical outliers, statistical facts, whatever, is that the Eagles have not drafted a linebacker nope. in the first round since Seriously, the man. 70s. Nope. They have not drafted a linebacker in the first round since the 1970s. I was it's like, crazy. Two, two of the linebackers were drafted in uh, up in Buffalo with me. Mm-hmm. You talk about Kiko Alonso when he went there and then Nigel Bradham when he mm-hmm. went there. I liked Nigel Bradham. Shout out, that's my partner. Nice. That was, that was, that, that's that take it back to uh, nice player. That take it back to my, my my road roommate, man. When he was first coming into the league, man, young boy, young Nigel. That year that they won the uh, the Super Bowl, him mm-hmm. and I thought Vinny Curry were yes. so underrated on that. They yes. had some great players on that defense, without well, a doubt. Well, but those two were so Vinny, underrated. Vinny was going to be underrated because you still had Brandon Graham. Yep, he was going to get the talk, and then Fletcher, and Fletcher Cox, Cox was going to be the guy. And guy. they had Chris Long at that yep. time too. Yeah, and and they had <laughs> they had just drafted. Um, the sweat. defensive end, sweat, sweat and yeah. the defensive end out of Tennessee. Um, oh, oh gosh, I know you're talking about uh, Barnett. Yeah, Derek Barnett. Derek Barnett. Yep. yep, yep. But man, Vinnie Curry and, and Nigel Bradham, I thought were were so parallel to yeah. to that to that defense. That Sh- was shout out to what color? Un- what color? Unreal. What color? Florida. That's, that's where my partner was from, man. Yeah. But anywho, can we get back to this thing, we man? Because I went, I chased that shiny object right there. Right. We ain't got nothing but time. I, you know, I ain't got enough time. And, and I got to shout out my dogs. You know, anytime I get to talk about right. my, my, my young right. pups, like, they were my babies, you know? Let me uh, cast this rod out here and reel this thing back in. Mm-hmm. There we go. Now we're back. Five Star Friday. Hello. Matchup numero quattro. Uh, I hear it's a new quarterback that's going to be making his, uh, his return to this rivalry. You know, it didn't work out so well for him the first go around, but I heard he's back. New helmet, new visor, new gloves, new swag. And I'm ready to see it, baby, because we need you, Kenny. Kenny Pickett, baby. I'm talking about you versus this Ravens pass defense. And what am I speaking on specifically? Turnovers. Three turnovers were what did Mitch in versus Baltimore last time. He lit them up through the air when he wanted to. When you talk about what Deontay Johnson did, what Pat Frymove did, and more importantly what George Pickens did, they could not handle the passing attack. But the thing that they could do was once the field got condensed, they could make a couple plays here or there. Three interceptions, all in the red zone. Two from linebackers, one from a safety on an aggressive overthrow. But Regardless of that, you still see the success that we had through the air. And when I think of Kenny, what has Kenny been doing extremely well since the bye week? Protecting the ball. It might not have always been as aggressive through the air that we've seen Mitch do it at times in his uh, role of reserve. But Kenny has done an excellent job of protecting the ball. And that has to continue to happen. Because I do think that he's going to be able to still throw on this team very much like how Mitch was throwing on this team. But you just got to protect that rock, man. Do not allow their secondary, that's including those inside linebackers, to trick you. Because that's ultimately what they did to Mitch. They showed him two different coverages, man, on two different plays. And that was how the Roquan Smith and the Patrick Queen interception happened. He talked about the one where he's like, you know, he's a little bit too greedy on it anyways. But that's just part of the game. So for me, if you're Kenny Pickett, man, you learn from Mitch's mistakes. But you keep doing what you're supposed to be doing, man, and don't let the fans get you in trouble. You know those fans. Oh, uh, they're feisty. Well, not even that. Just in the sense of the fans will do this. We want Pickens to get more targets. We want you to throw it down the field more. Take more chances. He's always open. It's a 50-50, but he's always open. And those can turn into interceptions very quickly. 
it's stupid. It's not necessary. But a fan's perspective will have you thinking that that's what you're supposed to be doing if you're a young quarterback and now you're out here doing that and getting yourself in trouble. If you're not playing like Joe Burrow, Absolutely. you're trash. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yo, that's not how you need to be out here. Don't listen to the outside noise. We call it elevator music. Honestly, that's what we call it as players. And love a shot at the coach Tom. He'd be like, yo, if it's media, if it's fans, social media, it's elevator music. It's background noise. Because they will get you in trouble. You try to play to them, they will get you in trouble, man. They'll get you fired quicker than they get you hired. That's what we do now. <laughs> so, Kenny, take care of your business, but don't turn that ball over, man. Yep. Take care of the rock. Like a responsible point guard. Yeah. Make plays. They'll happen. Value it. Don't protect it. Value it. There you go. That's high. That's a high commodity. That that pigskin is high commodity yeah, on you, Sunday you night. You value it, but you don't protect it. Like that was the issue with Mitch early on. Mitch was protecting it early on. He wouldn't take any chances. Now, you ask, hey man, all right. Well, you we see you don't protect it anymore, but do you at least value it a little bit, man? Like don't don't be throwing it everywhere like that. But that's the dynamic that you got to deal with the give and take. Early on for Kenny, what was the dynamic? He ain't really value. He was just slinging that thing. Slanging that thing. And then it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We got value to stick a little bit more, man. All right? Yeah, we ain't actually protected. But can you value with some? Like, you ain't got to throw every 50-50 up there? All right? <laughs> so, yeah. Well said. Well said. <laughs> Don't lay nothing limp out here now. Come on. Five-star Friday. Matchup number. Five. What it is. There it is. And, baby, we got to talk Steelers versus Ravens, the battle of the trenches. Because the physicality is going to be the most prevalent thing in this game. In these trenches, the team that is the most physical will win. You've heard it here. You watch any Ravens game this season. You watch any Steelers game this season. The one constant in both of those things are when they win, it's physicality. When we win, it's physicality. The team that is more physical will win this game. We all would agree we were not the more physical team when we saw them a couple of weeks ago. And that was a big reason why they were able to get out that stadium. I partly feel like that was a big reason why we were hopping out of our gaps, not being as gap sound. When you start getting blocked too hard, man, you start getting weird. You'd be like, hold on, man, maybe I can spin out of this. Maybe maybe I should just go this way. It's like, no, no, you're just getting your butt kicked. Fight back, mm-hmm. Okay. So, we got to win the physicality battle, man. But it starts in the trenches. You have to win up front. Offensive line, be the more physical unit. Defensive line, reestablish that line of scrimmage. LBs, you got to be downhill, ready to thump something. And Najee, man, I don't want to see no jumping. You got your one jump for the year. It worked last week. It's over. I need you biting down in that mouthpiece. Ten toes on the ground. I need that mouthpiece biting down. I need that chin strap extra tight. And I need you running behind your pads like a son of a gun. Because that is what's going to be this Ravens team. You're not going to outrun these guys. You're not going to juke these guys. You have to run through these guys. And that's the physicality that we're going to be looking for come Sunday night, man. I love that. All right, Naj, you had your jump man moment. Yeah, it was cool. Photos, all different angles. Oh, it was dope. All right, it's over. But now 10 toes on the turf. You see what happened when you try to jump with Patrick Queen and, Robert, and Roquan Smith. It ain't going to go like that. They might the ones. The Ravens got some uh, – uh, sorry, the Raiders have some nice talent on defense. But they ain't got Queen and Smith at linebacker. I can assure you that. <laughs> Arthur Motes, one more time for those who might have joined us late or just want to double-check their notes, the five matchups that will determine the outcome of Steelers-Ravens Sunday night in Baltimore. 
Well, first off, we got to talk about that Steelers front seven on the defense being gap sound versus that Ravens rushing attack. Can't allow them to go for 200 plus again. Then after that, we got to talk about Minka Fitzpatrick forcing the young quarterback Tyler Huntley into a turnover, man, because he is due for another. Then after that, man, we got to look at these interior offense linemen. James Daniels, Kevin Dotson, Mason Cole versus Travis Jones. Do not allow him to disrupt us in the line of scrimmage, especially in the running game. Then after that, Kenny Pickett, KPA. Kenny Pickett, KPA. Kenny Pickett. Don't you love it? But either way, I need him to protect that rock because this Ravens pass defense, they like to create turnovers. So ultimately, KP8, do not turn that ball over versus that red bird pass defense. And then the fifth and final matchup, we got to take it to the trenches for both sides. Steelers, Ravens, offense and defensive line. You got to be more physical. Steelers, I need you to win the physicality department. You do that, we get up out of here feeling great, hollering at the new year. My mom takes these for indigestion. Mm. What are we going to use them for? Intimidation. <sighs> it's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Anybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. Marvelous as always, Othamotes. <sighs> there is... Hear your five-star Friday. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. You know, we want those prediction tweets. we got a jam-packed final segment. We're going to sing the Here We Go song. After writing a Here We Go poem in the uh, spirit of the night before Christmas last week, I'm back in terms of dropping bars. Yeah, like he never left. we got Yee. a Here We Go song for you next segment. Of course, we got to catch like up with our buddy left. Brian Yee. Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Get to your predictions. Give ours. So keep those tweets rolling in. we got a handful of them here already. Uh, at West Euler at the Body 52. Duh. You tweet us your score prediction for Sunday night. We will read it off before we get out of here. That is our promise to you. couple quick tweets to get to uh, before we get to our final segment. Uh, Steeler Nation 920 says you guys were talking about Jim Carrey and the Waddle earlier. Need to know what is the best Jim Carrey movie? Ace Ventura. If you make me choose, I'll go Pet Detective. Or sorry, yeah, Pet Detective, the first one. I go Pet Detective, then I go Liar Liar. Yeah. I love Liar Liar. What color is this pin? I'm Jose Kinsenko. I'm Jose Kinsenko. Does this make me look fat? Mommy, look at my camera. I love Liar Liar, bro. I love Liar Liar. I love both Ace Ventura movies. Oh, man. Uh, the Mask, Dumb and Dumber. 23. Do you remember 23, oh, bro? Of course I remember 23. Ah, with tw- I hate the fact that I like 23 so much, but 23 was a vibe, bro. That was like kind of serious, Carrie, too, man. My my three favorite movies of all time, though, and it's tough for me to change the order. They change all the time, are Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Gladiator, and The Departed. But I thought you was talking Jim Carrey. Oh, I was like, wait a minute. No, Jim I'm talking just Gladi- overall. But that's what I mean. Like, that's how much I love Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Yeah. Is if you catch me on the right day, I yeah. might tell you it's my favorite movie of all time. Gotcha. That's number one for me. I like it. You know, I, I think I might have I've probably said this on the show before, but in one year, 94, mm-hmm. I believe it was, Jim Carrey did Pet Detective, yeah. The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about it. Yeah. That's like Jordan in 96. I mean, Nah, he, he, he put some stuff up there. No, I'm scratched, absolutely. The mask is fire, though, man. The mask is great. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, what was there? There was one or two more that I wanted to get to uh, that were just questions outside of predictions. Uh, Doug tweets us. What up, Doug? And says, uh, "Happy New Year to both Ians. Need to know, do you guys have any New Year's traditions?" Um, I personally don't. Honestly, I'm still getting used to like non-athlete holidays because as athlete, man, we never celebrate holidays. Yeah, we yep. was always having games whether I was in college professionally. So it's been a long time. It's been more of me playing or getting ready to play or traveling than actually chilling. So, yeah, I don't have any traditions. We're still creating traditions. We're still, like, thumbing around with different things. Like, hey, is this going to be a tradition? I don't know. To see if we like it or not. Uh, yeah, so we're still trying to figure it out, man. But we're open to all suggestions, though. So appreciate you. All suggestions. Yes. Yeah, we uh, we like to cook a nice dinner at home. Yeah, I heard that was a thing. Yeah, yeah kind of like we do for Christmas. You know, a lot of times we'll do a surf and turf type dinner on yeah. New Year's. I heard that was a thing too. Cooking on Christmas, I was like, yo, I, I, yeah, surf and turf. I'm catching on. I'm surf catching and on, turf, man. Baby. Little fillet, little lobster. We definitely. Maybe you go. Maybe you go a little ribeye, little shrimp. Nah, we Ooh, sauce some salmon in there from time to time. Yeah, we I that. used to when I was in my younger days. I fireworks were always the New Year's tradition. Fireworks at midnight to really, you know tick off the old people and the parents in your neighborhood but <laughs> I was yeah, gonna I don't say have ton, you know, don't have a ton right now really just cook, I, I cook a nice dinner at home the tradition. I was like I fireworks. remember that we never did fireworks, fireworks. We, just shoot, we shoot our, 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 our things up you know yeah Oh, that's where you get the inspiration uh, for no, at the end. I, the, yeah, I was really like, oh, that's that's considered a tradition? Well, wait a minute. I got one. <laughs> no, I don't. I, we don't do that anymore. I'm just throwing it out there. That was in my younger days, okay? That was my younger days. We're not there anymore. But that was tradition. He's like, oh, Thanksgiving? Pop, pop. Oh, it's Christmas? Oh, it's New Year's? Hey, here we go, baby. You've heard of a desk pop. <laughs> Have you heard of a New Year's pop? Have you heard of a 21-gun salute? <laughs> ah! <laughs> Walter. For all my dead homies. <laughs> One for me and one for my homies. If any of us is thinking about running around this corner, oh, we got y'all to me. Walter tweets us and says, I'm traveling from North Carolina to my first Steelers game in Baltimore this weekend. What stops do I need to make in Baltimore? None. Just plug your nose and get in and out as quick as you can. Honestly, I. I've only ever been to Baltimore in work situations like this, so no, no, I'm no. not a great one to ask. Go, I've never uh-huh. really Inner Harbor. Go to Inner Harbor. Yeah. They got a, a dope uh, seafood spot right on the water, man. Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the name of it, but if you uh, pull it up, like just top uh, crab cake spot. That's what I would say. Yeah. Go get seafood. No, but literally, it's one. It's it's literally just like right on the harbor. Beautiful little spot, man. Not too expensive either, but a dope seafood spot. Super popular in that Love area. It. I would say there. Um, it's actually close to the ESPN zone that is down there, which is like right in the main strip where it's like nice at. And it's a it's a nice area yes. down there. It is. Yes, but that's one of them things. Um, stay there. Stay there. When you start driving and you see on the telephone poles like a blue camera light, you don't want to be in those areas. The blue camera lights, those are high crime areas. So stay away from those areas. All right. No stay camera away from lights. The blue light. You're good. No, this is like dead no, serious. You're, you're like absolutely. this is not even play. Yeah. Is, I'm, I'm making a joke, yeah, but he's but right. It's like serious. Yeah. So that's, you know, like you stay down in the inner harbor, man, where it's touristy. I mean, you're good. Like the foods, restaurants, stuff like that. Beautiful uh, area. But yeah, you start getting to those blue lights about block or two away from that. You don't want to be over those areas. Listen, man. red light, yellow yeah. light, green yeah. light. No blue light. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, get, not, I'm not a boss. Get I, some I, seafood and I, go to the I, inner harbor. Wes has only been there for work. I, I got people's up that I, I spent a lot of time in Baltimore. Yeah, you grew yeah, up I, not yeah, terribly far I'm from not there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I say like, yeah, yeah. But that's what I was saying. 
And if you're looking for anything janky, <laughs> go to Baltimore Ave, baby. Y'all <laughs> Hello. <laughs> if you're trying to get janky. Before I don't know Arthur your demographic Mets, age. <laughs> before Arthur Mertz gets himself in trouble, before he incriminates himself, we're going to go to break here. On the other side, so much to get to in so little time. Last call, last holla for those prediction tweets. Get them in. We will read them off before we get out of here. We'll catch up with our buddy Brian Backo. And we will sing the Here We Go song. All that and more when we return in the final segment. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back to the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. Ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.